Welcome to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. Over the next hour, Serene, together with her guests, will inspire you to expand your mind, body, and spirit, and transform yourself. Now, here is your host, Serene Grace. Blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Shine Bright with Serene Grace, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Today, I have a wonderful guest who I met at a holistic expo a few months ago, and her name is Lilia Collins. Today's show is called Spilling the Spiritual Truth. Lilia Collins is a professional psychic, medium, and spiritual healer. She has made it her mission to helping others on their path through mentorship and private sessions. She uses her vast experiences and life lessons to establish a refined modality in mediumship, psych awareness, and mentoring for those on their path to enlightenment. Lilia not only facilitates healing on a soul level, but her goal is to lead the client with a skill set to use on themselves and others. She is devoted to helping this planet and helping others who want to ascend into the higher realms. She spends hours in deep meditation, channeling the higher realms. She also spends time working with the higher realms to bring in healing energies to the planet and humanity. She can frequently be found in nature using light language to bring in love, healing energies from Mother Earth. Within this episode, Spilling the Spiritual Truth, we will be sharing our thoughts on the concept of how to become a psychic, along with having a very enlightening discussion on understanding ascension and activating the God gene through deep inner work. Now, I'd like to welcome my guest, Lilia Collins. Hi, Lilia. How are you? Hi, Serene. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a joy to have you here. I am so excited to do this show Spilling the spiritual truth. We have a lot to talk about. Yes, 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 yes. So how's things been with you lately? Good. Um, Just so many transformations. You know, the veil is thin right now because we just had Halloween. So lots of beautiful supernatural experiences coming through. So Definitely. And I understand about how the veil is thin. Um, as you know, we are both psychic mediums. Um, Lilia is a psychic medium. I'm a psychic medium. And we do a lot of work with clients. And I can tell you since the past month and a half, the veil on the other side has been very thin where spirits have been speaking to their loved ones in the physical realm and trying to get messages of healing and peace. Would you say so? Yes, absolutely. Like not just when the veil is thin, but there's also something really special about like going out to the moon and meditating and like when you're able to do that you can also feel your loved ones come through like the moon is very very powerful and one thing about the moon energy if you are into crystals or you do crystal therapy it's good to put your crystals or stones on your window ledge so the moon energy can cleanse and activate them more Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we have a upcoming full moon called a beaver moon on November 8th. So keep a look out that folks. So don't forget about the moon energy and it's not just moon energy is supposed to make everyone maybe a little bit off center, but really the moon energy is really about to 
heighten our awareness, our vibrations. And if you really take a chance to manifest your specific intentions, the moon energy can really help you with that. Yes. It's a beautiful way to go out there and recharge. You know, you don't have to just sit in silence and just ask the moon to cleanse your energy and download those ascension codes. Cause that's how, um, star seeds, you know, for anybody who's listening, I'm sure is a star seed, you know, they're connected to spiritual realms. They believe and have a sophisticated understanding of that. That's how you charge yourself. And what are star seeds? Um, there's so many different definitions, but it's just like this deep knowing that you're here for a divine purpose. Like it doesn't have to be like, um, Oh my gosh, I got to do something now. It's just to be love. And it's, it's having a, a really deep trust and knowing that there's something to the other side. This isn't just about 3D. And also star seeds, people use that label to resonate that they're from another part of the universe, maybe another like ancient culture, like an alien culture, would you say? Yeah. Even being angels, like incarnate angels. Yeah. Or elementals. Yeah. People are, are doing the work and they're researching and they're finding out about, you know, they, their multidimensionality. You know, they could be connected to the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the Lyrians, you know, anything you feel a calling to. That's definitely an indication that you're a star seed. And that could be another topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, a whole can of worms. Lilia, now let's shift and let's talk about you. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your spiritual background. Okay. Well, I've been in South Carolina for, gosh, almost 25, 28 years. Um, Before that, I grew up in Michigan. And for the last 20 years, I've been raising my three boys, uh, being a stay-at-home mom. But throughout um, raising them, I had the nudge from spirit, you know, little by little, they were just kind of knocking on my door, knocking on my door. So I've been doing the deep work for about seven or eight years. And it wasn't until two or three years ago that I really came out of the closet and just started doing these readings for people. And so since then, my work has evolved from doing readings and mediumship to um, doing spiritual healings through my light language activations. And then I've also added uh, past life regression therapy, which is, it's called QHHT, which is a technique used by Dolores Cannon. It was her technique. And so I've been doing a whole slew of things and it just keeps my, my abilities. As you continue to do the deep work, they just continue to expand. With that said, I was like you, a little brief history of myself is I've had most of my gifts since I was three years old by being a strong, intuitive, and uh, spiritual medium. I've seen angels, I've seen spirits, but I was brought up Protestant Catholic where I couldn't really speak of those experiences. And until I got in my mid-20s, I felt like I had an activation to explore more and find my spiritual calling. And then I just took on this journey to learn different spiritual modalities that kind of fell in place to do my own deep inner work of healing and learning. And then probably for the last, I say about 20 years, I've been doing my work part-time, um, working at different um, 
venues, uh, even uh, part-time at a, a local store uh, way back in the day when I was living in Baltimore, Maryland, and also learning to be comfortable in my own sin to come more out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You talk, use the word coming out of the closet. So a lot of us who are in the holistic community work everyday jobs, but we are kind of afraid to really make ourselves known because there's still a stigma out in society. And for me, I used to work for the federal government and I always had to be mindful of the work that I did for the government versus what I did for my side passion. And I went under a code name. So I would have my privacy still, even when I had a lot of clients where I kind of gained the momentum to learn not just on a spiritual um, level, but also a business level when I did my line of work in the holistic community. And then until four years ago, I decided right before the pandemic to come out and do my own form of transformation to life coaching that I spun in other healing modalities like mediumship, uh, empowerment, life coaching, being an uh, energy practitioner, and using all my clear senses, like being clairvoyant, clairaudient, and you name it, and also have a little bit of a hy- hypnosis background to help people in all areas, like in love, business, career, overcoming fears, grief, you name it, it's all there. Lilia, can you please tell me, how did you know that this was your calling? I didn't really. I wanted, um, once the kids had grown up and gone to college, I, I still had, you know, my, my psychology degree, but I wanted to go into teaching. So I thought, okay, I'll get certified and I'll do that. But this, I felt something internal, just kind of like buzz, like I should, I should help people because that's really where my passion is at. And so I'm like, what do I do? So I went to the guides and I asked them, you know, should I be doing psychic work or should I go into teaching? Because I love, 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 love kids. So what they did, and they won't necessarily tell you left or right. They won't give you yes or no's because then that'll violate free will. But what they did do is they showed me two timelines and they showed me the timeline where I was a teacher and I was happy and content and I was grading papers And then the other timeline they showed me was this beautiful, beautiful ball of light, this golden ray of light. And they wouldn't show me what was behind that light. It just felt exquisite. It felt expansive. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust that ball of light. And so I decided to do this work. And it's just been so beautiful ever since. So that's kind of, you know, the story on how, you know, I really decided to just let everything else fall away and do this work and see when you do this line of work it comes down to having a little bit of trust and faith into the unknown yeah and i was in the same position of you know i had a timeline where i had 25 years of legal government uh, background and i enjoyed that first career and then when i went to my second career where i took a side passion and made it more full-time i was at a point at the beginning of the pandemic to let go, let go, let go, and the light would just lead you the way. Mm-hmm. Now, Lilia, when you were growing up as a child, did you have special abilities that made you realize that you were different? I thought, I think like most intuitives, we think everybody else feels the same way. You know, I was always talking to spirit, but I thought everybody knew they were talking to spirit. So I didn't consider myself different 
or that I had abilities, even though we all have them. Um, but there was this one moment where I was about, I think I was eight years old and I was running around playing tag with my friends and it felt like the whole world had stopped in like a split second. Everything just became slow motion. And I felt this hand on my chest, very gentle, very loving. And it said, you are only here to observe. And then boom, everything went back to normal. I was playing. I'm like, in my head, I was still a kid and I just wanted to play tag. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that, you know, but I get back to that moment, you know, and I realize, okay, that was a divine experience. Even though as a kid, I didn't think anything of it. You know, so that's kind of when I really knew I was meant to do something special with what I, with what I know. A lot of people ask me that same question. How did you know this was your calling? I was the same way growing up. You know, you're a child, you try to live your childhood with good experiences, but then you always felt there was a little bit something different about you. But I always knew that I felt there was a heavenly presence around me. Like I said, when I was a little girl, I've seen angels. I even said, I saw um, spirits like dead loved ones that passed away. And I always felt there was a heavily protection over me and calming peace. And even when I was growing up being Protestant Catholic, I felt that spiritual calling, but it manifested differently in a religious sense. But then when I got more in the spiritual sense, it was more like in my mid-20s where I was just, one day I woke up, I felt like there was an activation. And there's many little stories between that. I can talk about that on another show. But that what led to me, and then it was just the grace of God. It's just kind of everything just fell in place. As as I went through life, I had moments I had to heal certain um, fracture wounds in myself from growing up and where I am today that just kept opening up and then opened me up to be more not just a healer, but a spiritual teacher and uh, what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Lilia, who are your spiritual influences in your life and how did they mentor you? Um, Gosh, I don't know where to start with that. I've mentored with Sarah R. Adams and I use her technique. And what she taught me is how to awaken the power within. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's about doing the deep inner work and activating the God gene. So her technique is clearing out all the organs, like taking time and speaking to each organ and creating like a bubble or a sphere. And on the exhale, you release any dense emotions that come up. And so as you clear the body, you cleanse it of all the past life traumas that we've stored because we're constantly projecting. You know, I know some really well-meaning healers and psychics but unless they've cleared their own traumas, then they're speaking through, you know, projections of pain. So to be really good at this, it's really important that you do the deep inner sacred work through soul retrieval, through, um, gosh, like speaking to the higher realms and ascending into higher frequencies and taking care of the physical body and being positive and loving and nurturing to yourself. So she taught me a lot. And then there's Kaya Ra, who speaks, um, she wrote the Sophia Code. So she speaks to the dragons and she channels the ascended masters. And it's a really beautiful, beautiful book. She taught me a lot about sovereignty and divinity. And then, of course, Dolores Cannon, which I hope a lot of you have heard about. And she really taught me about how to trust the, the ETs. 
So once you clear yourself and once you ascend into higher frequencies, then you can, you can, um, what's the best way to, you can speak and make contact with the higher realms and the higher ETs, the higher dimensional beings. Cause if you're not doing the sacred work, then chances are that you're not channeling the higher beings. And that's so important to, that I teach my clients that. And with that said, uh, as a advanced Reiki practitioner myself, I always have to make sure I am in a pure state of light and also cleanse any fractured energy that I have on myself that I take on for my own decisions and anything else that involves in my uh, realities with other people that we sometimes don't realize we carry on ourselves. And even when we walk in certain environments that might have negative identities attached onto you. So you always have to do a cleanse, not just a physical, but a spiritual cleanse all the time. And as a a Reiki practitioner, I work with a lot with the chakras. And when I do chakra balancing or any form of healing work with the chakras, the chakras are connected, especially the seven main chakras from the root, the sacral, the solar plex, heart, throat, third eye, and crown chakras. And there's other chakras on top of that, but they're the seven main ones. But when I work with the seven main chakras, they're connected with to certain organs and certain energy fields that represent different things on a spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, intuitive, creativity, sexual, and any other higher realms, energies. And as a practitioner, I try to circulate the energy that brings in healing and also not just relaxation of the mind, but also release the energy to also bring in into channeling with angels, um, loved ones from the other sides, even ET uh, energies. Yes, I do connect with ET energies, how the secrets out and any other lessons that might come in energetically that helps with my clients. And like you mentioned about light energy and activate activating, excuse me, the God gene for your line work that you've learned from your mentors. Mm -hmm, Am mm -hmm. I correct? Yeah. 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 You know, it's important that before you begin a session, you know, the most important thing that my guides have taught me is that you come from a place of unconditional love for your client. You get into that space and I do, you know, I'm like, please help this client. And I call in my love and I call in my love fourth client that helps create a beautiful sacred space and it keeps you in higher frequencies and it enables the 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 angels and the spirit guides and the ets to come through that portal the sacred space that you're creating and a sacred space is very important for everyone to have because energy is always evolving energy is not limitless it's unlimited and it keeps manifesting in different forms. But with energy, we have to keep that in balance. And speaking of unconditional love, it is the higher light language that resonates not just with humans, but with all forms of life on Earth and also connecting with other higher realms and within the universe. Now, Lilia, how do you use your spiritual gifts today to help people? Um, I do psychic readings. And I also do um, ascension coaching, which is, I, you know, I teach 
clients what to do and I do it with them and the guides often come in and assist as we go through the organs. Then we also do chakra work, soul retrieval work. We open up portals. Um, I coach them on how to reach the higher dimensions. So I do that and I also do past life regression therapy. Um, I also do light language activations, which is one of my favorite ones. So if, if they're depressed or sad, what I'll do is I'll ask the, um, my team to come in through light language. Which your team is your spiritual guides. Yeah, yeah. Oh, quick question. Speaking of spiritual guides, spiritual guides can come in as form as angels, your loved ones, uh, even ascending masters, even ET, um, guides from ancient civilizations. What are a few of yours? Gosh, I don't know that I have favorites. They all come through. It's like a mishmash. You know, sometimes, you know, when I'm doing the activations, I can feel someone's heart being taken directly. I've I've had that directly up to source. You know, sometimes they they pull cords. So whoever needs to come in will come in. Who is the one that comes in more frequently that you know of? Um... Was the first one that probably comes to mind. the ETs, probably the ETs, because they have a serious. I mean, they all have a vested interest in us, but they know they created us. They created our auras, our chakras. They created our etheric body. So it's kind of like getting a, mecha- a specialized mechanic to work on your system. So basically, you believe that ancient ET civilizations spiritually engineered humanity. Yeah. And there's actually, I think, a, a spiritual amnesia in humanity's lifeline that some of us have forgotten for certain reasons to better protect us and also to help us work out our karma or, or what you call original sin. Mm. That's another story. And one of the most important lessons to learn as a human is being a human is not easy, but we're more spiritual beings having a physical experience. But one of the things you learn about being human is the act of compassion that raises your higher vibration to learn unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, Lilia, I see you really connect well with nature. How does nature connect with you with your spiritual work? It is so important in the work that I do to go outside and connect with the trees, the plant life, Gaia, the stars, the clouds. You have, this is what, you know, most people discuss unity consciousness. And to, I mean, that's really what that means is to be connected to everything. So I will go outside and I will ask the elements, you know, please clear me and I'll send them love. And sometimes I will talk to them. I'm so connected to the trees. And so that's how I recharge. And a lot of star seeds, that's how they need to recharge is by going outside. It is so important, you know, and for everyone to be going outside and clearing themselves. There's so much sacred energy um, just being outside because, you know, when we're indoors and we're not doing the sacred work, we get inundated with so much stuff that we don't see. We pick up things that are ours, thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thinking. And it's not ours. It doesn't belong in our field. So you go outside and, you know, people talk about, you know, I see people chopping down trees and they put nails in trees. And I'm like, you know what? That's a living entity. It's a breathing, living entity. And they too feel pain, but they can also give us frequencies, higher frequencies, you know? And so that's how I recharge. So it's so important to go outside and heal. It is 
And one thing about one of my gifts is I see, again, don't want chakras, a lot of auras. And I see with animals and plants and even rocks, anything that's living, their aura. Believe it or not, we're all interconnected as living species where we feed off each other's energies. And the see with Mother Earth, Gala, she's right now going through currently, as we're speaking, trying to bring the Earth back in harmony. But that's why you see a lot of frequency of the severe storms, with climate change, if that's the word, uh, the rise of sea levels, uh, just change in weather patterns, earthquakes, because right now she's trying to detoxify the collective energies that have been so chaotic among humanity. She's trying to shift and get our attention because she's a living identity, the earth. Anything that is not just earth, but of the universe is all living energy. Mm-hmm. It's life force energy. It's God. And the thing is, we have to bring respect and we have to acknowledge the existence of it. And from that is learning unconditional love. Now, let us move towards this interesting question. How do you describe the concept of ascension? What are your insights? Ascension is a process and it's actually never ending. You've got to learn how your etheric system works. You have to learn to go into the higher dimensions. It's about, like I mentioned before, it's about soul retrieval, cleansing your aura, like try to do that like two or three times a week, you know, getting to know your chakras, learning how to cleanse them, um, doing karmic work because we're all coming with karma, especially with siblings and mom and dad. You've got to learn how to clear that and be in a place of unconditional love because most people are like, yeah, I forgave them. But yet they say it with so much anger. So their words don't match their frequency. So it's about that. It's about inner child work. It's, it's, it's so many facets um, to, to ascension. But it's like, okay, let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this until you start to feel a shift in energy. Because once you do the clearing, which could take a few years, and that's okay. Because along the way, you're going to continue to feel better and better and better. Your life is going to change. That's what it means to activate the God gene. And so you'll have this period that you will get to when you can start to manifest the life that you want. Because a lot of people don't understand that. They they want to manifest a better life. They want you know better jobs and more financial abundance. But you have to clear and do the inner work. So that life can start to flow. And is that called light language? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? And how does it associate with activating the God gene? So many people and star seeds are activating the just beautiful. It's a, it's a type of communication. And what it does is it bypasses your left brain because your left brain is everyone's left brain is overactivated. And so sometimes someone else can activate you. Sometimes it'll activate um, through the deep work. And this is a frequency that comes in through the right brain. And it just bypasses all that inner talk, 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 talk. And so these are healing frequencies. So you say the difference between the left and the right brain. What is the difference? Because I think the right brain, isn't that more logical and left is more intuitive? I think it's the other way around. Left is logical. Okay. Yeah, and right is intu- intuitive, and so it's connected to your higher self. So your left is your masculine energy, and your mm-hmm. right is your 
Yeah. Feminine energy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what it bypasses. And so um, you can feel these frequencies. It's like toning. So if you guys want to start to practice that, it's a beautiful, beautiful frequency. You can start with the um and do that. And you can just start toning, just start um, making sounds. And it'll sound very carnal. And that's okay. It's something very sacred. These are frequencies that come from the higher realms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, on a more lighter note, I'm known as the musical psychic. When every time I do any form of work, I always have a form of music in the background when I work with clients. If they prefer that. Now, there's times when I do, I write my own articles. I do write uh, on holistic insights, or even when I work between clients, sometimes I do have my kumbaya music i call it Mm -hmm. (laughs) the more lighter the more meditative music and there's other times i like to listen to lincoln park Mm -hmm. a little bit of hard rock right there alternative rock i don't know uh so i think it all depends on the day of how you want to have your vibrations but when you're doing more of the inner work you have to come into that more lighter energy to connect with light language, which is unconditional love and compassion. When you do certain forms of meditation, even if it's doing like tones of hmm, or just sometimes to be still to receive messages. We have to learn how to sometimes quiet our minds, you say. So important. Um, It is so like something that the gods have shown me is that it is it like hearing is a sacred, sacred sense. And most people don't know how to listen. Um, I was doing a session with one of my clients and I was speaking with ISIS and I'll discuss that probably in a little bit. And the one, and I asked her, I'm like, how did Nostradamus get all of his predictions? How was he able to come up with all of that information and she said, he listened, he listened. And so most of us are in like talk, 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 talk mode. And so it's so important. You can start with a minute or two and just start to quiet and quiet. You know, I don't listen to, I don't watch television anymore. And I don't listen to music the way I used to because I'm in constant communion with spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to just listen. Mother Teresa, they asked her one time, you know, when you pray, you know, what do you say to God? And she says, I don't, I listen. And she says, well, when God talks to you, what does he say to you? She says, he doesn't, he listens. Like it is so important. And the thing is, listening is an intuitive sensory, like being clear audience. You learn to listen when you hear from your spirit guides, the angels, or whoever's trying to connect with you. But one thing about listening is a very important skill to learn instead of being an active listener is about being a compassionate listener. Especially when you listen with compassion, you're able to get more out of a situation to learn and also to not judge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you're right. Being a compassionate listener and not being ready to like, just tell people what to do. Cause we all want to tell people, Hey, this is what worked for me. Hey, this is what you should do. And those are projections and people need to learn to recognize that. So if you really want to attune and work on your, you know, listening to the spiritual realm, um, just get quiet and get silence and practice that. Now 
We are going to take a brief intermission. I am Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I shall return after a few commercial breaks. Ready to shift your outlook and find your shining purpose in life? Are you seeking to empower yourself and create a positive impact within today's world? Everyone has a sparkle within them that has a divine imprint to follow with free will and choices, along with divine guidance. These factors together will help you on the journey of life and lead to awakening the inner you that can shape your future in an empowering way. Join our host, Shining Bright, with Serene Grace, with each episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and start the journey today. You are listening to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope you're ready to transform yourself and awaken the inner you. Now, back to the show with Serene. Welcome back, everyone. I am Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, let's return to my special guest, Lilia Collins. Hi, Lilia. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. All right. So let's see where we left off. We were talking about the God gene. How do you activate the God gene through deep inner work? Gosh, again, it's it's through doing the organs, clearing them of trauma, going through even your blood system and your nervous system because it holds imprints of past life. It holds imprints of everything that you watch. So it's important to clear yourself. And again, it's through clearing karma and soul retrieval. It's through inner child work. It's through so many different parts of you that need to be cleared and healed. And it's about bringing in love and golden light and The rainbow light, too, is really important. Bring in soft rainbow colors into your system. What is the rainbow light? Um, It's the rainbow. It's like Roy G. Bibb, red, orange, yellow, those soft colors. We need those in our system. It's a good... I'm glad you asked that because, you know, people who don't have the rainbow aura and don't bring those colors into their frequency, they tend to feel less joy. They tend to be susceptible to attachments they 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 can't see the world through a, like a child's eyes and through innocence like a lot of the children we're all born with this beautiful rainbow color aura around us and you're right about that so mm-hmm. when i explain people about um, auras or chakras i said that our soul which is in our physical temple our physical body it looks like a rainbow prism mm-hmm. yes exactly Yes. And one thing about when you talk about the God gene and when we have downloads or activations with the God gene, we do have for the Akasha records, it's called Akasha records. It's basically, you know, the book of life is God's library of all our past lives and current lifetimes today. And one thing about past lives, you can have past life tendencies or themes come into your current lifetime where you need to heal certain karmic wounds or fulfill certain life lessons. So that would be for your better enlightenment and spiritual advancement. Mm-hmm. Now, Lilia, what are your insights on how to spiritually protect yourself in your line of work? That's a really great question. Thank you for asking that. You know, I've been in the awakened community for a while and I've done 
horses with other people um, as a guidepost. And it's funny because I've heard people tell other people, other spiritual leaders that they don't need protection because, you know, there's, there's, um, there's, they're not in a sense of fear. And that's kind of true, but there's also like, it doesn't hurt. It helps like our aura system, because we're not taking care of it like we're supposed to, is actually weakened. So you've got to build that up. And every time you cleanse your aura and every time you do the work and bring in love and, you know, bring in golden light, you're rebuilding your aura because we've even had like thousands of years and lifetimes where we haven't taken care of our spiritual body. So this is the time to rebuild it. And so it's important to bring in golden light. And what I do with my clients is I help shield their energies because we're bombarded with so much negativity, you know, whether it's through news or through other people, you know, it's really important to take care of your aura. It's so sacred. It is. And it's like the covenant with God. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of it. Yeah. It's your spiritual avatar too. Mm -hmm. You know, and talk about uh, spiritually protecting yourself. Uh, with my line of work, I have to do it every day. And it, it comes like exercise. You know, when you have your own physical body, like if you want to lose weight, you have to exercise. You have to eat well. You have to sleep well. That's even when you're doing your spiritual work, you have to spiritually cleanse yourself. If it's through different modalities, if it's through Reiki, if it's through meditation, affirmations, massage, aromatherapy, getting out to nature, even have your quietness being still, that are different forms of clearing your energy fields, clearing things and to protect yourself. Also using crystal therapies. Like for instance, I carry a black onyx white selenite um, medallion on me all the time. Those stones have a special geometry way of combining as a good energy grid. Black Oz is good for shielding negativity, grounding with Mother Earth. White Selenite is good for expansion, intuition, and bringing positive energy. They're the yin-yang. I use a lot of that stones as a part of keep my energy fields in sync and good synergy. Yeah, yeah. Now, Lilia, I see you are spiritually connected to the higher realms. What are the higher realms? Please share your thoughts. So once you do the inner work through soul retrieval, karmic work, releasing attachments and cords and, and being in a state of unconditional love, then you can start accessing um, dimensions. You can go into 60, 70, 80, spend some time, like clear your energy, clear your mind, bring in the golden light, bring in the rainbow, bring in love, and then start traveling, you know, set your intention and start visiting with the higher realms like the sixth dimension, they have a lot of beautiful mythical creatures. Um, I see unicorns in 7D. Um, I spend a lot of time in 22D because that's really where um, God ascension starts, you know. Um, just start visiting the higher realms and ask them for ascension codes. How many higher realms are there? Endless. Endless. That's a great question. Yeah, and that's another topic for another show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So moving forward, do you use spiritual tools in your work? Yeah, my light language is my favorite tool. The bubble exercise 
the bubble exercise and my light language is so sacred. So anytime you're not feeling right and you need to release something, use the bubble exercise. Just visualize a sphere in front of you and release any dense emotions, any pain, trauma, release them into this bubble, send it to the sun and watch it burn, never to return. Then fill up that space, whatever it is that you're working on with unconditional love and gold. Do it for like two or three minutes until you feel a shift in frequency. And my light language, I love, I wouldn't trade that in for anything in the world because again, it bypasses the left brain. It just brings in like the frequencies from your angels, your spirit guides and your cells, your DNA. When they hear that frequency, they know what to do. They understand it. Lilia, we just heard some noise in the background as a form of sirens when you were talking about the God gene and your light language. Talk about anytime we try to speak of light language or anything of a higher vibration, there always seems to be some kind of like noise or negative frequency that comes in our line of work. You ever notice that? Yeah, yeah. Or it could be a boom, like we're going to emphasize this. So distraction or... Or not, you know? Why do you think that happens? <sighs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know? Take it with a grain of salt. Do you have any salt? I need to, like, throw it over my, my shoulder. Do it. Hey, we just had Halloween. Where's a black cat yeah, when you need one, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lilia, here's your next question. This is the billion-dollar question. What does it mean to be a psychic in today's world? What are the pros and cons of doing our kind of work? Oh, beautiful question. So back in the day, you know, people would go in so many times in secret, you know, to find a psychic and they were hard to find, you know, and even if you were psychic, you wouldn't tell anybody. And today it's so different. Like everybody's tapping into their abilities. What makes me different is just that I'm doing it publicly and I'm doing it professionally. We all have psychic abilities. We're all born with them. It is your divine birthright to access them. And you don't have to be a professional medium to consider yourself psychic or activate those abilities. You know, just start tapping into your intuition. What feels right? What doesn't? That's what it really means. You know, tapping into people's energy fields. And with being psychic for myself, I have spun my healing modalities, and there's many of them, like I mentioned earlier, like being an energy worker, being a spiritual medium, being an intuitive with higher clear senses, and a little bit of hypnosis in the background, and much more. I seem to spin that with the life coaching. So it's not one size fits all. I can use my different modalities in helping people with love, career, business, spirituality, overcoming fears, and grieving. Especially on the grieving uh, life coaching, I help with people connect with their past loved ones or pets and to help them heal and find closure. So, Leah. What was one of your best experiences of being a psychic? Gosh, channeling is, you know, people to this day are still afraid of it. And they're like, don't do it. You'll get lost in the astral. You don't know what's out there. But the thing is, it's a sacred divination. 
you know, it's a way to contact the higher realms. And so um, once you build up your frequency high enough, you're tapping into the higher realms. And so one time my mom and I were in the kitchen and I could feel her grandfather wanting to come through. And for a split second, he came channeling isn't what most people think or what we see in Hollywood, but for a split second, he came into my body and it was his light body. And I felt the most divine, beautiful, unconditional love. It was such a beautiful, sacred high, you know, and he looked through my eyes to see my mom. And he's like, he told her, you know, I just want to remember how beautiful you are because they can't see exactly the way we can. But in that moment, I felt an exhilaration that I still feel to this moment, you know, so that was one of them. And another moment I do want to share was just, you know, I've just started doing past life regression therapy and every so often I'll get someone who goes deep under and I'm, they're able, I'm, I'm able and they're able we're kind of a battery for each other where ETs can come through and speak to them while they're under hypnosis. And just a few weeks ago, I had a client who just did the ISIS initiation through the Sophia code. And she went through one of her past lives. And towards the end, I call on their subconscious to do a healing or a health scan and access messages that they need to know. But ISIS came through. And so we spent like a good hour and a half just speaking to Isis and her voice was so beautiful, poetic, and just so the frequency of the room was just so beautiful. Now who's Isis? She is, you know, nobody really knows, but what I, the way I define her is she is all encompassing. She is the divine feminine. She is all divine feminine And she is what happens when you activate the God gene, Genesis, gene Isis. So she's a beautiful, feminine, divine, sentient being who is all unconditional love. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, here's another question. How do you handle negative feedback as a psychic? Uh, That hasn't really been an issue, but what I do get are, um, on my YouTube channel is, you know, you're doing God, you know, the devil's work or, or things like that. And I do get that often being in the South, you know, there is backlash doing this type of work and it's not fun. It doesn't feel great. You know, um, being called names about the work that I do and how it's sacrilegious, you know, but there's nothing sacrilegious about being able to commune with the angelic realms and the higher realms and getting access to information. And it allows, you know, your life to have more flow. It is your birthright to access and make contact with the higher realms. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a little disheartening when, when people say, you know, it's don't do it. You know, you don't know what you're getting into and things like that. But once you do the work, it's just so beautiful and divine. Like don't let anyone put any fear into you. And with that said, people have to understand in the world today, a lot of people from different religious backgrounds and cultures seek out psychics or holistic practitioners or light workers whatever name you want to call us. Even businesses, yeah. Businesses too. But if I'm right, 
isn't the word psychic, the Greek word meaning for light? Am I right or wrong about that? Wow, I don't know. I think I'm right about that. So I may have to double check that. But psychic does mean light. So when you seek us out, you're seeking out the light, not just from us to be a vessel for information, but you're seeking out your own light. And with our line of work, I have learned to try to have a more thicker skin to deal with many walks of life, especially dealing with people with ego. Ego is something that is big in the holistic community to learn how to handle, not with regular day people, but even within our own community where we have people who do our work, they also can have an ego. And the thing is, we can't forget that we all come from with the same purpose is to help one another. And you can't have ego in the way as you're helping people. And even when you're helping people that have ego and everyone has different forms of levels of ego and lower vibrations, you you have to come into a place of knowing your work is for the greater good and you're doing it out of love and light. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it out of any other um, pretenses of for power, greed, uh, fame, whatever it may be, and you may not be aware of it, it, you put yourself on a lower vibration and your lower vibrations can affect others around you too, unless you really see it. So it's a constantly daily reminder to when you being a psychic and when you're dealing with negative feedback to know that you're coming into a place of helping people and that's your good intention, then you're going to have one being protected Two, you can still be able to do your, your line of work. Also, you're going to have a flow of abundance that God's going to bring you not just with the good deeds that you do for your work, but abundance comes in as of different forms of light of your experiences in this world as we're spiritual beings having physical experience. Lilia, what advice would you have for people who are interested to become a psychic or to explore their healing gifts in the metaphysical field? What are your thoughts? You know, I have so many clients that want to do this work and they're reading books and they're taking courses, but the most significant thing that you can do to just get out there. There is nothing like just start practicing on your family and friends, pick up energy, get that feeling and talk about that feeling. Say, Hey, you know, with permission, say, I'm feeling some sadness, you know, and then they'll say something to open up that field and you can go with it. So, so many people get stuck reading like hundreds of books and taking so many courses. And the most significant thing you can do is just practice. You're going to start to get really, really good by just practicing. And when you practice, you also get the insight of how to work with different people. And you also heal from within yourself as you help others and you become more confident in your own abilities. Mm -hmm. And folks, don't forget about your third eye. Your third eye is called soul sight or intuition. Intuition is your compass. Everyone has it built into our spirit. And so don't forget, if you have that nagging feeling or that gut feeling, that is your intuition. It's also called success. Am I right about that? Yeah. So don't forget that we all have it. Have you ever mentored people with their spiritual gifts to help them evolve stronger on their spiritual path or get back to their higher selves? Yes, that's what I do in Ascension Coaching is we go, 
you know, every time we do work, you know, on the organs, and then I teach them and coach them how to ascend the higher realms, we develop the sacred space. And I'm like, okay, I want you to exhale all the negative energies and we're going to bring in love. Every time we meet for a session, they are moving energy. The more you do this, the more you meditate, the stronger your muscle is going to be. You know, it took me a few years. I'm like, oh, it takes so much work. Like it really does take physical work to move energy, but you're going to get better and you're going to get easier and your awareness is going to heighten and you're going to start to see things that you're like, whoa, I wouldn't have seen this a year ago. And now I'm starting to see people shapeshift. And now I'm starting to like, you know, hear people from across the room. So it's about moving that muscle. And when you say shape shift, what do you mean by that? So, you know, every time I clear, you know, and I, I ask for the higher realms to, to gift me my abilities and return them back to me. So sometimes um, when people are talking about their traumas or they're in anger, I can see a past life person through them that they once were, you know, um, sometimes I can see someone from like the sixties, you know, if they're having relationship issues, I can see them that they were a person in the sixties who had relationship issues. So that's why it's important to heal that. So, yeah, I see, I see a lot of different beings coming through people. And that's also called shadow work. Mm -hmm. Shadow work is working with your subconscious to heal things, not just currently in your lifetime, but things from your past lives that carry over into your current lifetimes. And I do that in my line of work. I have now a hypnosis background where I do past life regression. It could be through energy work. It could be through channeling as a medium or just anything through my other uh, modalities that I help people work on healing their karmic wounds or anything that they want to discover to help with their spiritual advancement. Mm -hmm. Lilia, how can people contact you to learn more about your spiritual teachings? They can go directly to my website, which is liliacollins.com, L-I-L-I-A-C-O-L-L-I-N-S, or they can go and they can find me on Facebook. Um, they can just type in my name, Lilia Collins, Psychic Medium, and um, or they can use my email, Mary I-R-U-L-Z, as in zebra, at AOL.com. And also, folks, you can find her on my two websites. One, my holistic website, serenegrace13.com, or my etiquette website, theinspiringpeacockpost.com. Lilia, we're about to come at the end of the show. Do you have any last sparkle tips you'd like to share with the world that can leave a positive sparkle? Yes. Just remember that each of you listening have divine intuitive abilities. It is your birthright to access them. And as you do this, have a lot of discernment with the things that you listen to and the things that you read and the things that you watch. Um, It's just follow your intuition. Keep opening up those gifts and don't let anybody tell you you can't do what they can do because you absolutely can. You're here for a divine sacred purpose. Well, thank you. That was very beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? Um, I don't know. Like, do you have any sparkle tips for them? My sparkles that I'm thinking of is basically resonating. What you're saying is to follow your intuition. A lot of people 
don't understand that our intuition is internally built into us and is a sacred gift that goes along with the gift of free will. You are the captain of your own journey. You have the ability to alter your realities, manifest your abundance with not just free will, because, you know, free will helps with discernment, with intuition to make the right choices to shape the life, the best life that you want to live and to keep on sparkling. Beautiful. Lilia, I want to thank you for being on this show. It has been a great pleasure to have this wonderful conversation on spilling the spiritual truth. Thank you. Likewise, it has been my pleasure connecting to your listeners. And I think the viewers are going to highly resonate with what we discuss on so many levels on the truth of being a psychic, learning about ascension, and activating the God gene for deep inner work. And also, if you're looking to connect with Lilia, you can go to her website, liliacollins.com. I am Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next time, blessings, and everyone have a sparkling week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope we have inspired you today and helped you on your journey to awaken the inner you, the empowered you. Until we talk again, have an enlightening week. 